Steve, is God anti-slavery? Well, I don't think so. This is about as close as we're going to get. Hello. This is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 195, Jeremiah, chapters 32 to 36. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. That was a pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something to say about Jeremiah, but we don't yeah. need that. We could just start. I think we can because Jeremiah it doesn't really have much of a story to it. No, and it just goes on and on, yeah. this whole non-story. Right. All right. Chapter 32. When the Babylonians were attacking Jerusalem, Jeremiah was in prison at King Zedekiah's house. While there, the word of God came to him and said, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I'll give this city to the Babylonians. Its people have shown me their back, not their face. So I'll deliver it to the sword, famine and pestilence. I've brought great evil on these people. You know, God sounds pretty proud of himself. Well, he seems insistent on punishing Judah and Jerusalem for some reason. He wants to give them to the Babylonians and have them really hurt them bad. <laughs> Something it, any father would do. He's going to do it no matter what. Every once in a while he says, if you're good, I want to do it. But most of the time he just says, I'm going to do it. Uh -huh. And he gets really mad when anybody says, no, you're not. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> and that's all we got for chapter 32. Because right. it's, it's just the same stuff he's always saying. I'm going to get you. Glad you left most of it out for us. Before we go on, we kind of skipped over the part where it said he was in prison in King Zedekiah's house. Oh, Jeremiah Did you was. That? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now he's in prison again in the next chapter. Well, he was in prison before. The, the people said, you got to let him free. So they let him free. And now he's in prison in King Zedekiah's house. Chapter 33. The word of God came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still in prison, saying, I'll fill the houses of Jerusalem with the dead bodies of those I have killed in my anger and fury. Yeah, that's all I have for chapter 33. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chapter 34. The word of God came upon Jeremiah while Babylon and all the kingdoms of the world were attacking Jerusalem, saying, Go say this to Zedekiah. This is what God says. <laughs> I'm giving this city to Babylon, and they'll burn it with fire. You will be captured and taken to Babylon, where you will see its king. But you won't die by the sword. You'll die in peace. Yeah. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, kind of. Is that what well, happens? Well, not part of it does. He's going to be dragged to Babylon. He says, you're not going to die by the sword and you'll die in peace. Mm -hmm. Actually, what happens, we will find out later. And we're talking about Zedekiah? Yeah, this is Zedekiah. Okay. Is that he's going to have his sons killed in front of him. Then his eyes are going to be put out. And then he's going to die in prison in Babylon. So not in peace. Verse 8. King Zedekiah made a liberty proclamation commanding everyone to free their Hebrew slaves. So everyone freed their slaves. Yeah. But later they enslaved them again. So the word of God came to Jeremiah again and said, I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, saying, After seven years, let your Hebrew slaves go free. 
and you did what was right by letting your slaves go free. But then you enslaved them again. You mean after the seven years? No, I don't think so. It's not clear. They just let him be free for like two weeks or a weekend, and well, then they well, took him back? Let's go back and talk a little bit about slavery in the Bible. Okay. We covered it quite a bit in Exodus, mm-hmm. where it had rules for slave owners. Yep. And it said it was fine to own slaves as long as they weren't Hebrew slaves. Oh. You know, you, you can own anyone that's not a Jew. Mm-hmm. You can own free and clear forever. You don't have to let them go free anytime. And you can pass them on to your children. They're your possession. They're your money is the way the Bible puts it. Yeah. And you can beat them. And there's rules for how you beat them. You, you don't want to beat them so hard and so bad that they die right away. They have to survive for three days. Yeah. Then if they die, it's okay. Right. So that's why I was hedging when you said, is God anti-slavery? Uh-huh. I don't think so. In fact, no. <laughs> He's not. Not even in the New Testament. Nowhere in the Bible does it condemn slavery. But this is about as close as it gets. Yeah. Because God seems really pleased when Zedekiah lets the slaves go. The Hebrew slaves. The Hebrew slaves go. But there is this thing about the seven years. He says, this is God saying, mm-hmm. you have to let your slaves go, your Hebrew slaves go, after seven years. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying here, and you did that, but then you enslaved them again. So either it could be that Zedekiah knew that the Babylonians were coming. Everything was going to be destroyed. Let's just let our slaves go free. Yeah, you know? everything's going to pot. <laughs> yeah, they're probably more trouble than they're worth, right? <laughs> so he, they let their slaves go free, but then they took them back again and made them slaves again. And that upset God. And I don't know whether it's because it was a seven-year rule was broken. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't want them to have slaves anymore. It's not clear. No. But it sounds sort of nice and anti-slavery, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I guess you are. So anyway, in verse 15, he says, you did what is right by letting your slaves go free, but then you enslaved them again. Okay. So I'll let you all free by killing you with sword, pestilence, and famine. Your dead bodies will be food for the birds and beasts. I'll give Zedekiah to the Babylonians, and I'll command them to burn the city of Jerusalem and make all the cities of Judah desolate. It sounds like that's a punishment for the slavery thing. Uh-huh. How many times has he said this? I, I lost count. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's dozens of times, right? If you summarize Jeremiah, yep. it would be God's going to give you to the Babylonians and you're going to die horrible deaths. Yep, that's it. Yep. Maybe you'll be enslaved <laughs> if you're really lucky. Can we just use that one line and say we're done with Jer- Jeremiah now? <laughs> we almost could, yeah. <laughs> No, we got to go on, because there are some things, like in chapter 35, we have something new. Oh. During the reign of Jehoiakim of Judah, the word of God came to Jeremiah and said, Go to the house of the Rechabites and bring them to my house and give them wine to drink. Who are the Rechabites? <laughs> the uh, sons of Rechab. <laughs> That's a good guess. So I brought them into God's house set cups and pots of wine in front of them and said, drink the wine. But they said, we won't drink the wine because Jonadab commanded us saying, don't drink the wine, build houses or plant crops. Live in tents. So we don't drink wine, build houses or plant crops. We live in tents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is uh, one of the strange things in Jeremiah. <laughs> 
This Jonadab character uh-huh. we met back in Second Kings. Oh, he was Jehu's buddy. He was. Yeah, they were very close. There was a relationship between those oh, two. Oh, yeah, they liked each other. Oh, okay. Their, their hearts were entwined, I guess you'd say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really into this killing thing. So they were just going through and killing all of the um, descendants of Ahab. Yeah, apparently Jonadab had this thing about he didn't want any of his followers to, to drink uh-huh. alcohol. And he wanted them to be sort of... Um, Nomadic. No, Yeah, that's right. Didn't want them to live in a house. In a permanent house. Be nomads and live in tents. That was more than 200 years ago. Oh, they're really paying attention to their old, 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 old master's yeah. words. So they're still following those instructions. With, I don't think they're in the Bible, but we're learning about them here. Uh-huh. And they've been following them all this time. And God is going to be really pleased with that. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, verse 12. The word of God came to Jeremiah and said, you know, that word of God comes to Jeremiah. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Because Jonadab commanded his sons not to drink wine, and they obeyed him, but you didn't obey me, I will do all the evil things that I said I'd do to you. And Jonadab will have a man standing in front of me forever. A servant standing in front of him forever? I don't know what that means. Well, we we (laughs) need to just not think about that too much. But in verse 19, it says that Jonadab, the son of Rechab, I guess that's how they became Rechabites. Oh, that is. Yeah. God is saying here, Jonadab shall not want a man to stand before me forever. So, yeah, I think that's what it says. Shall not want. Shall not want. That means he'll have... Oh. If you don't want something, that means you have oh, it. Oh, you're not in want of it. Like you're yeah, not, that's right. Okay. Jonadab, of course, he's been dead for 250 years. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> All this time, he hasn't had a man standing in front of God. Oh, no, I don't know about that, but he's going to have one from now on forever. Okay. All right. Chapter 36. The word of God came to Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, saying... Write everything I've said to you against Israel, Judah, and all nations. Maybe if Judah hears about all the evil that I plan to do to them, they'll repent and I'll forgive them. I wouldn't count on it. I don't think so. So Jeremiah called Baruch, who wrote down all the words that God said to Jeremiah. So he's a scribe. Baruch's Uh a scribe. Yep. Then Jeremiah said to Baruch, I am not allowed to enter God's house. So go there for me and read the book to everyone in Judah. Can he just take the book out and have Jeremiah read them? Um, I think he wants somebody to read it in the temple, in God's house. and, and Why can't Jeremiah go in there? Because he's in prison and remember? Oh, yeah, in so-and-so's house. I guess. <laughs> he just doesn't want to read that boring book. Yeah. So Baruch read the book to the people in God's house. I wonder how long that took him. (laughs) Yeah, it's taken (laughs) us a while, isn't it? Yes. Uh, In the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the people fasted, and Baruch read Jeremiah's book again in God's house. They really like that book. It's like a bedtime story. (laughs) Then the princes asked Baruch to read it again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So Baruch read it to the princes. Verse 21. King Jehoiakim had Jeremiah's scroll read to him. 
Oh, is this to help them fall asleep? <laughs> yeah, that might work. I, I think the scroll and the book are the same things. So. Okay. The king burned the scroll after it was read. Maybe he didn't want it. Maybe he didn't like it so <laughs> no. much. Yeah. After the king burned the scroll, the word of God came to Jeremiah and said, Write another scroll with the same words as were on the first scroll. Then say to King Jehoiakim, None of your descendants will be king of Judah. Your dead body will not be buried. And I'll punish you, your descendants, and all the people of Judah with all the disasters that I've threatened them with. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch, who wrote down all the words that Jehoiakim burned in the fire, along with even more, but similar words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe someday we will be reading something that's not so crazy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> all right, Steve. Yeah. Thanks again for all your tireless work. Oh, sure. And listeners, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.